Hello, internet land. Welcome back to another episode of the Best of Five show here on the channel Twitch Best of V show on the internet. My name is Elon, and I'm joined as always by my fellow cohorts, a John, a Velociraptor, and then a Steve, a Ace King offsuit. What up, peoples? Yeah. Steve is alive. He is not dead. Uh, no. Contrary, I, I, I'm not. Contrary to popular belief, Steve is indeed not dead. Uh, I am I am feeling a bit under the weather, so if my voice sounds a little weird or I do strange things, I apologize. Well, stranger than normal. I was about to say, how, how would that be any different? Anyway, who, uh, so, you know when you fix problems and then you have a great show and then the world of technology is like hey remember how everything was good last week fuck you that's what happened so i think we're back it's when you say something like all right guys i think we have it figured out yeah we are asking for it next week son of a bitch but uh either way as i was saying before i was so rudely interrupted by my own computer tonight on the show we're going to talk about uh how people announce stuff on wednesdays and that's fucking bullshit because we want to report on it Move your shit to fucking Tuesdays. Damn it. <laughs> Assholes. Slightly salty. Slightly uh, salty. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about Power Rangers. Season 2 is coming. Uh, Capcom has finally responded to some E-Leagues. Or not E-League. Uh, SFL shenanigans. Uh, SNK's got stuff. BB Tag's got stuff. You know. A bunch of other stuff. Uh, we Are do we have block grab costumes? Uh, we might. We might. It, it depends. We might. It depends if we got time. Uh, and we're going to run out of time? Yeah, because I have right. a sleuthing segment where I'm going to prove to you that I know who the next character in Guilty Gear is and who's getting announced at CEO Taku. And another thing I need to prove is that the Purple Sharpie is amazing because she has subscribed to us. So big claps on the Purple Sharpie. Thank you, Sharpie. Um, I'm going to go ahead. I also want to thank uh, – we should also probably yes. thank Trevzor. Yes. Who is – Subscribe for 16 months in a row. Yes, Trevzor. Thank we you. Really do. Yes. John's Thank the only you. asshole and, who's not clapping. And Blue six, blue 561 at 11 months in a row. We do appreciate that. Yeah, and Thank the Purple you. Sharpie for gifting. Uh, who's that? M&A Fitty. What? <laughs> M&A 50? I can't read. Anyway, thank you for the gift sub means a lot to us uh wow purple sharpie is just gifting subs now another one for, for indy welcome is purple everybody. sharpie is secretly die by sword i think so <laughs> maybe uh we figured out her secret identity two minutes into the show two minutes have we ever the seen them in the same place at the same time absolutely no. not we're, we're actual fucking detectives all right don't fuck with by us. the way by the way i should mention that anyone who receives a gift sub it is conditional on the fact that you play Skullgirls. Yes, hmm. that you play Skullgirls. That, that's all you gotta do, and oh, and you Martin have to Lee. hit. You have to hit the continue sub. It's contractually obligated. You have to hit continue sub once it runs out. Uh, all right, so Martin and okay, hot limit. I totally thought that said hot milf for a second, and I was gonna ha- ask a couple questions. Where it says hot limit, I think. <laughs> How do you? You know what? You, Look, oh, man, didn't man. I just say I'm illiterate? All right, all right. Either way. I, th- I, think, <laughs> I think we should start the recap at some point. Yes. Uh, because... So Purple Sharpie's going to do her thing, and then we're going to thank her, and then everybody, we're going to welcome everybody uh, at the end of the recap here. So let's get down to this recap, shall we, Steve? 
Let's do it. Uh, Street Fighter Lee kicked things off uh, with round three this past week, and it was a little different than the first two weeks uh, in that we didn't have a reverse OCV. Uh, it Samurai got beat, actually, um, but he but it was all about Team Storm and Team Gale both picking up 3-0 wins. Inferno, Punk's team, finally got off the schneid, picking up a 3-2 win over uh, Team Frost. Barely. A strong performance from JB, pulling it out. And and Samurai had to play Ryu. They banned Akuma smartly. Oh, they finally... finally, It only took a season and three episodes. Well, you remember last year... um, he was on the same team as Idom. So it was always that mm-hmm. that decision. Do you ban his Akuma or do you ban Idom's Laura? No, it's Rashid or Akuma because he's got dual Kevin, right? Is that right? I think it's right. I don't know. So, it, so in any event, Knuckle Deuce team 3-0 and uh, in very, very strong position for the first three weeks. Uh, but still, seven weeks to go. Team, Smyka, team Psycho still has some time to right the ship. Mm-hmm. I tried to say Psycho and Smug at the same time. It didn't quite pan out. Yeah, That team is cursed because last time they had the hardest time as well, right? Yeah. And that, yeah. Wasn't that with uh, Toy? Toy and, and they were entertaining. They did barrel, barrel rolls, but they did not win very much. Yeah. Well, you know what they say. If you're... If you're... Now let's just move on. They do say that. <laughs> Um, oh boy. Uh, if you are a Tekken fan, this was a big weekend for you because yeah. this weekend was Master Cup. A little earlier in the year than normal, uh, but it is the annual Mega 5v5 team tournament. Uh, I was unfortunately unable to watch most of this because I haven't been feeling well all week, but I can tell you that the winner this weekend was Tekken 8. Um, mm-hmm. the team that includes Chanel and the, the Rocks Dragons boys. Uh, they took it over uh, Gura Teacher, included uh, Cherry Berry Mango and Lohai, who also Go ahead. Who is I'm your father? I'm your He's your father, obviously. Dang. He is your daddy. Also, we're roboting out a little bit. Yeah, I can hear it too. This is the week where everything goes wrong so we can have a bad time and then have a great time next time. Um, But, uh, yeah, so Tekken 8, since they won, uh, this cements that uh, Tekken 8 will be coming out in 2020. I think that's how it works. Yeah, early 2020, so in, like, December. I think we're good now. Yes. Sounds better. Yes. Are we good, chat? I, th- I think we're good. I think Discord's Discord's back. All right. All right. Moving on. Moving on to the other tournament at that event. Oh, uh, Master Cup Try. That was a 1v1 tournament, standard double elimination rules. Top three, uh, based on the number of entrances, got top three received uh, Jesu Pro player licenses. And those licenses went to Gen, Charity Cherry, and Yojin Boy, 
with Gen coming in and getting the win. So all three of those players uh, can pick up some money legally in Japan uh, for their Tekken skills. Hey, yo. Congratulations to all three of them. We also had a Tekken World Tour event uh, this past weekend. This was Clash of the Olympians out in Greece. And this was the first uh, Tekken World Tour event, at least on the Challenger or Master level, in Season 3. Um, and if you are a Kuma fan... Okay, so I'm going to translate what Steve just said because we're roboting out again. He said, if you like the Kuma, boy, were you in for a treat because everybody likes Akuma now. And uh, uh, and Super Akuma won 150 points. I think I paraphrased slightly, but I think I got most of it. Did he I get most of it. Okay, cool. Uh, and before we move on, let's let's talk a little bit on exactly this. Uh I've been seeing a lot of people shit-talking uh, Akuma now, including pro players, including non-pro players. Everybody's just shit-talking everybody. It's like, oh, why you play Tekken, and then you play a Street Fighter character in Tekken. It's like, well, what the fuck? Why are, people, uh, why are people upset? Because there isn't a lot to be upset about right now, but you have to have something that you're upset about, so this is the next logical thing. It's one of those evergreen things that people can just be mad about. Uh, it's one of those. Sorry, did you, you cut out in a really weird way where I thought you were gonna keep going with your sentence, but I don't think you did. So it made it funny. Um, but man, like I, I don't remember who exactly it was. I think it might have been Speed Kicks. I don't think it was Every, Speed Kicks. Everyone was expecting Akuma to get hit with the Nerf Hammer, mm-hmm. and he pretty much escaped unharmed. And people, and that's got people feeling a certain kind of way. Um, Super Kuma actually talked a little bit about it afterwards. Uh, this was a tweet from Ryan Hart, but he, a couple other players, including Super Kuma, uh, verified that he did say this word for word. Uh, talking about Akuma, he said, quote, I don't care. Why should I care? I'm on top. I'm winning. I'm cheating. I'm making a career out of cheating. I'm Eddie Guerrero. I lie. I cheat. I steal. Hmm. Yeah, it, wow. What a cheater it, for using a character that's in the game. He I mean, if you watch the matches, uh there were a couple there were a couple of times when you had to call as, asset protection. Uh there were a couple of thefts. <laughs> well, it, as, it, as there it, should be. But he's been in the game for like 3 years. Yep. You know, it, obviously whether and how strong he is varies from season to season, but it's not like you don't you if you haven't learned the matchup at this point i i i don't know i i i feel like you what what the game the game is the game at this point ah, what you got it. is what you got you got a deal what was that the game the game is the game oh <laughs> i got you back oh I, god moving on i don't understand anything that just happened but i guess we're just gonna keep going all right well here's what we're gonna do all right here's what we can do uh we're going to put the recap on hold, and while Steve is, like, going singing to go... Singing T-Pain lyrics. Yeah, Steve is, while singing T-Pain lyrics, and while going into 
fucking Tron and like going to beat up the fucking what's it called the master server what are you gonna do mastermind we're gonna go sleuthing we're gonna put oh, this smart. here we're gonna put this here so that we can get this figured out Steve, uh, for, first one here is Steve saying I fucked a mermaid I'd rather not come on do it Steve. <laughs> every time I, he I, talks I, it goes crazier <laughs> now it's blinking this shit's crazy all right okay well here's here all right oh we're back <laughs> I am I I am losing years off of my life today because of all this. But all right, so we're gonna put the recap on hold. We're gonna we're gonna recap the Tekken World Tour standings in just a little bit while this gets ironed out because this is an issue beyond our control. So what we're gonna do is I'm going to prove to you all. I'm going to prove to you all that. Uh, so. Last week, we learned that there will be a new trailer for Guilty Gear at CEO Taku, right? Uh, first, it was supposed to be a demo, and then it wasn't, and then it was, and then it wasn't. Now, it's just a trailer. Maybe it wasn't supposed to be a demo at all. Nobody knows. Just miscommunication everywhere. But I'm going to prove to you all that Chips Enough is going to be the next Guilty Gear character to be announced, Okay. Now, come with me. Let's go with sleuthing. Disclaimer. I did not get to fact check this one as much as usual. So this might be the one that's wrong. So you want a bit of pizza on it? No. Oh, you weenie. Well, you're the idiot that bet the wrong thing. Bet uh, a slice of pizza on it. I'll, I'll bet you a dollar. How's that? Uh, okay, so. <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, if you, Steve and Mike, if you can hear me, if you want to take the time to leave the call and come back in, I think that would help fix it. But for the time being, I'm going to do this so that we can hide all this other shenanigans. All right. So, chat, uh, come with me. We're going to go with sleuthing. So, dis- again, disclaimer, I'm probably wrong about this one. Okay? I am probably completely wrong about this one, and that's fine. Uh, I did not go to Twitter on this. We had to use alternative methods because... Arc System Works usually keeps a tight ship when it comes to leaks. Okay? I'm gonna So so we had to we had to dig elsewhere. But I have found a couple of things that we can see. So let's go a sleuthing. First, this trailer for Guilty Gear is going to be released at CEO Taku. CEO Taku is on the weekend of September twenty seventh in Orlando, Florida. Okay? easy enough now let me ask you this what else is coming out on september 27th 2019 the new album open your eyes by david hasselhoff okay i just got back in this stream and that's the first thing i saw good uh you also sound a lot better uh so open your eyes by david hasselhoff which you can pre-order now at amazon.com uh, is going to be released on September 27th, okay, of this year. Now, if we look at the track list, each track list features a musician, right? Like we have James Williamson, we have Elliot Easton, and we have I Melt With Your Feet, or I Melt With You. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Woo-hoo. Uh, 
<laughs> I I told you I cannot read, so I melt with you. Wait, where'd you get your feet? There's a feet in here, which is featuring, but they wrote it as feet. So I thought it was the word feet, like the feet of great strength. All right. <laughs> anyway, I told you this week's was rough. So I melt with you, featuring Steve a Stevens. Steve Stevens. Steve Stevens. Who's Steve Stevens? Steve Stevens. Person. Steve Stevens is an American a guitarist and songwriter. Oh. And he's best known as Billy Idol's guitarist. Hmm. Who in Guilty Gear is based off of Billy Idol? Chip is enough. Chip's enough's look is based off of Billy Idol. The CD with Billy Idol's guitarist is releasing on the 27th, the same weekend as CEO Taku, and that means that Chip's Enough is the next character to be announced in this trailer. At CEO Put Taku. a pizza on it, you bitch. No. Not even a slice of pizza? No. <laughs> all right. Anyway. All right. Chip's are, are Enough. Are we sounding okay, first of all? Yes. Yes, we are sounding much better. Uh, but yes, Chip's Enough is going to be the next Guilty Gear character to be I'll announced. bet you a chocolate chip cookie. No. I told you I didn't get a lot of time to fact check this, but I do believe with my no, greatest of intuitions no, that this don't. is correct. Yes. You ain't believe in shit. Hey, just because I don't want to bet on it doesn't mean I don't believe in it, all right? There's, yes, a, difference. There's a difference between being confident in it and believing in it. <laughs> all right. So now that we've sleuthed, now that we've sleuthed, Steve, do we want to go over these Tekken World Tour standings? We can certainly try. Not a whole lot has changed. Um, with his win, Super Kuma did move up one spot to fourth. Asim also moved up a little bit, gives himself a little more breathing room uh, before the top 19 cutoff. But still, plenty of time to go before we reach the end of the season. So still chances of plenty to move up the standings. All right. Uh, can we take a look at Red Bull Conquest? We sure can. All right. We had a couple of those events uh, this weekend, one in Philadelphia and one in Chicago. Uh, team Philadelphia is definitely an East Coast team. Shin Palo got the win in the Tekken tournament over Fighting GM. Punk got it done in Street Fighter V over Shine, and punished Fendo, held off Frozen Core to get the win in Eunice. So those three will represent Philly in the Red Bull Conquest Finals. Uh, in Chicago, it is all about the Midwest. Shadow20Z got the win with his brother, Junior, also finishing in the top three in Tekken. Duel Kevin getting it done over rob tv he got he, he got a little emotional over it uh he, he he felt a certain kind of way so uh good to see him get the win and then royal heart to v2 got it over Eunice player formerly known as shaquille uniel the oh. greatest name in yeah, why Eunice is he history. why is he formerly known as man that's a that's a name you take to the grave with because you. it's not uniel anymore you know he, he's gonna change his name to uh, to something else in a few months uh, once Uniclear comes out. Shaquille Uniclear. 
Oh, doesn't man. doesn't roll off the tongue. But hey, uh, uh, so Steve, I have a question. Uh, yes, I kind of murdered that joke. Uh, it was a very fatal murder, and uh, fatalities are nothing to joke around with. So, what happened in MK11? Uh, well, we had a couple of uh, tournaments for MK, uh, both associated with the uh, Road to Final Combat 2020. Uh, we had the Intercontinental Combat online event for Western Europe. Uh, and that was won by a guy who's been on a roll lately, Video Games Yo, taking it over Dizzy TT. So Video Games Yo is headed to DreamHack Winter for that uh, top eight of the Intercontinental Combat circuit. The winner of that goes on to Final Combat 2020. Uh, we did learn the first player to punch their ticket through one of these other circuits. Uh, that was the Canadian circuit, uh, Northern Arena's Mortal Kombat Clash. Uh, you had quite a few strong Canadian players in there, including uh, the Commandeur brothers, Honeybee and Biohazard. But it was Stabs who held them both off to punch his ticket, and he will represent the Maple Leaf at Final Combat 2020. The Maple Leaf. The Maple Leaf. The Big Red Maple Leaf. One of the greatest uh, anthems in the world, I must say. The Canadian uh, one? Yes. Want to sing it for us? Ooh, no. Okay. Uh, what I do want to do is tell you about what's happening this week. There's a lot to watch uh, coming up, including Street Fighter League. Uh, round four of that kicks off on Thursday. And this weekend, you've got a lot to choose from. You've got CEO Taku, which we mentioned a little bit earlier. Uh, you've got a, a CPT event in Blink Fighting Fest. You've got Red Mate, Rev Major, excuse me, which is part of both the Dragon Ball Fighters and Tekken World Tour. Um, the latter part is a master event. And you also have KVO Resort, which is uh, going to be a pretty big event in Japan this weekend. Uh, also, some online events to watch. Uh, CPT has a... Uh, east coast north america event on saturday as does doa for their asian region and then on sunday uh, another event on the intercontinental circuit this time uh for australia and new zealand oh, so, and, and here are the those a, online events yeah. on the graphic <laughs> i forgot to yes that. i had to split it up there's so much going on this week yeah there is a lot there is a lot so next week's show better be good uh, so let's let's dive into our topics because there is one specific one I want to cover and that I have a lot of opinions about, and that is uh, Arxis System Works tweeted out some stuff. Steve, Steve, do you want to go into deets? I can. Uh, this was part of uh, this was a tweet that they sent out earlier today, um, and it touches on things that we've kind of sort of touched on earlier in uh in in terms of players com or people complaining online versus criticism um and where that balance line lies excuse me so here's the tweet quote psa we love that you guys send us fan emails positive or negative but the second you drop f-bombs or other profanities they go straight into the trash so while you may have had some good feedback or constructive criticism in it we'll never know Hashtag keep it civil. 
Hashtag keep it civil. Uh, do we have any thoughts before I go on my tirade? Like I said, you know, I am someone who uh, compl- who does complain a lot on here. You know, I have a platform where I can take whatever grievance I have, either minor or major, and spend time talking about it and showing up why I feel it's important. Um, and it it is a very tough line to cross or to navigate between expressing your frustration with a company's decisions and harassing the people who read those decisions. Because, you know, the person who runs the Twitter account for Arc System Works or for Capcom or whatever, they're usually not the ones who are the decision makers. They're not the ones who are the cause of whatever grief you have or whatever grievance you have. So obviously you do, obviously it's terrible to insult them. It's terrible to be abusive towards them. However, there's also what other methods of communication do you have to address the uh, the decision makers? You know, you can't exactly, you know, they're not going to respond to form letters or anything like that. So for a lot of people, this is the only sort of method to complain or to say what they feel is wrong with the game or what have you there. So, and obviously it's not okay to cross the line, but you know, do you think sometimes that companies chalk up uh, criticism as abuse or do you think people often chalk up abuse as criticism going the other way? This is over Twitter. Well, Twitter, any sort of social media, really. Right, but it's not like formal, you know, inquiries and suggestions through their inbox, right? It's just, right. it's a social media platform. Uh, I, I think that everyone should have a personal policy to be as stand-up and, and be a gentleman or a lady in your dealings with other people. Uh, but that's that's pretty wishful thinking when we're talking about social media and the internet. And have you been to the FGC before? Uh, people just aren't like that. So... Going in, knowing that, if I'm Arxis, I'm thinking, man, I'm going to really appreciate it when people are nice and civil in the way they communicate with me. But to, one, expect that is like, well, you're not in the right arena for that kind of a thing. And to ask people to do that, I think you're just asking for a lot more. Uh, It's internet culture, man. It's social media. Yeah, in a perfect world, I would hope people would be kind to each other and we could probably get a lot more done and make a lot more progress so we didn't have to sift through all the bullshit blazing. But, you know, it's like, I was like, what are you going to do here? And and I hope, I hope, I'd like to be more optimistic than I'm coming across right now and then I guess I'm kind of, and it's what's manifesting here in my, my little monologue, but I feel like this is probably not a hill to die on and and, and probably a... So yeah, but welcome to welcome to real life. But I mean, here's the other part of that. You know, just because that's the way it is, does that mean that's the way it should be? Should we maintain the status quo? I don't know. I mean, like, should Twitter be the place where people communicate this information? Should that be where you go? It's like, hmm. Well, like I said, for for a lot of people, this is their only real way to communicate with the company to express, you know, either their appreciation or their frustration. So How much say, effort are you going to put into trying to clean up Twitter, though? It's like I agree, but like, is this a is this a hill to die on? Is it an efficient fight to fight? 
Yeah, that, that I, I I still think it it's worth fighting. But I, my my hope is that you know that companies don't just try and sweep up all criticism under this umbrella. But uh, on the other side, I hope all you know Twitter users and people who communicate with these uh, companies through social media don't try and say, "Okay, I'm frustrated." That gives me a right to be abusive. Okay. Let me, let me, excuse me. Uh, Okay, let's, so I think in order to unwrap this, I think we need to look back, right? Um, Again, this is my personal theory. I could be completely wrong, but this is what I saw from how this culture developed into what it is. Uh, If we remember back in the good old days of Mass Effect 3, I think that was kind of the pivotal moment in the gaming community at large, uh, as well as Twitter, where things kind of took a weird turn, right? Um, So for those of you that don't know, I have never played the game myself, so I don't know the exact situation. But from what I gathered, uh, a lot of people who were Mass Effect fans were very upset at the way the ending was treated. So much so that they began this entire campaign to complain and, like, write petitions and all this other stuff to get that ending changed, right? And I could be wrong about this, but it feels like that was the first time where a big develop- game development company saw what was happening and said, hey, we're going to do something about it, right? So since then, I don't know if... That changed or whatever, but I remember seeing official messages from EA and BioWare saying, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna change this and we're gonna we're gonna make it right." Right. So I think from then on, there began this weird relationship with social media and game developers, where or social media uh, consumers and game developers, where. People started finding out that, hey, this is an avenue that you can contact a game developer and you can possibly even have input. And the more this went on, the more people started turning into the abusive side of it, right? Where it's like you have to cuss out or people are like cussing out game developers. People are harassing uh, employees and all this other shit in order to get what they want. Right. Wherever that took a turn from a conversation to abuse, I don't know. But this is where we are. And I find it very bizarre that we as a community get riled up when we find out something like, oh, the crunch time for all the developers is heinous. And, you know, people like people working on Mortal Kombat need help uh, with uh, mental health and all this other stuff. Yet, there is a subset, and I'm going to throw a broad generalization out there, and I don't think I'm wrong. Where I'm assuming it's the same people who were up in arms about developer crunch times and all this other stuff are also probably the same people who tweet at developers in an abusive way. So probably, yeah. I, 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 I wish I, I knew I what know. Mike had to say on this, dude. I, I just I feel like this is really a question for Mike. Yeah, but here's the thing. I and I even saw some people in the chat. Starting to shit talk whoever tweeted that at Arxis, saying, uh, stuff. I'm not going to scroll up because I don't want to read it, to be completely honest. But 
I don't think it's a bad idea. Actually, I think it's a great idea to lay out some guidelines. Like, hey, if you want to interact with us, here's the line in the sand. If you don't follow it, we're not going to fucking pay attention to you because we don't have to. Right? Right. And I, I don't think that's a bad idea. I just hope that, you know, those lines aren't used to also shut out legitimate criticism. Yeah, and I'll be honest, I don't think they are. I could be I'm wrong. I'm not saying, yeah, you know, every everyone's different. Some companies will do that, some companies won't. So, uh, do we have, do we need to do anything special right now? Because I think we might have something else happening. Oh, do we have something happening? I, I, I think we Discord have somebody. Chat. Okay. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to I'm going to run some ads and I need to figure out how to do that. <laughs> uh give me give me a couple seconds here. All right. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to put the countdown up. Uh so we're going to be right back in about 2 minutes. 2 minutes. 2 minutes. Uh Do we need to? Yeah, why do we have to go Actually, down? you know what? Can, can we just activate activate plan yeah. activate plan code blue? I, I think we should just do it because, okay. you know, everything else has been goofy this show. You're right. Everything else has been goofy. <laughs> Activate plan Q. Uh, just ha- just do it. Just do it. That's all I have to say. Uh, and it's very fortunate that we are on this topic. Uh-oh. Oh, no. This is not what I had in mind. <laughs> all right. Well, so, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> pardon me while... the rate with three of us was bad... All right, pardon me while I fix everything. Uh, so we're going to be on this view for about 30 seconds. Uh, but joining us via No Signal Aver Media is uh, none other than uh, Michael Donka Schiller, finally coming back. I swear it says I'm on, man. It says I'm... We can hear you. Yeah, you're here. We are not getting a signal via your camera, but that's okay. We'll make that's it work. That's weird. I'm going to have to fix that. Yeah. It's all right. We'll make it work for now. But Mike... It's a good thing Mike. that you have joined us in the time that you did. It's perfect, actually. I don't think we could have planned it any better. That's uh, great. Well, when did I join you? Just now. Okay. Uh, what are we talking about? So <laughs> We're talking about if people should be allowed to say the F word on Twitter. The yes F or word? No, Mike. Is the F yeah. word? Because it makes what? a lot of people feel which, uncomfortable. Especially which F word are we using? There's some I really oh, F- don't like, and there's F- some that are F-U-C-K. Oh, yeah, you can say fuck on Twitter. <laughs> I Okay, look, Arxis might be watching our stream right now, and they don't like to hear that word, especially when it comes to critiquing their games. That's what we're talking about. Oh, okay. So did you see? Did you happen to see the tweet? That Arxis put out, Mike. They were essentially saying. No, I haven't. Sorry, I'm in class. It's okay. Uh, so essentially, I, they've I, been I, saying. Oh, go ahead, Steve. I, I, I will read it out. Yes, yes. They yes. said, "Quote: PSA. We love that you guys send us fan emails, positive or negative. But the second you drop f bombs or other profanities, it goes <laughs> right into the trash. So while you may have had some good feedback or constructive criticism in it, we'll never know. Hashtag keep it civil." It seems a bit dated. I mean, I guess, like, they have a specific standard they want to communicate with that seems to not really fit the community. I mean, I don't know why you're... I don't really know what email you could be sending them with fucking it that matters that much. So, I mean, they're probably not filtering out anything that important. I, 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 I would imagine I mean, really that gonna most... Go... go ahead. 
I, I imagine that most of it is at uh, aimed towards tweets like "fix your fucking net code." Yeah, yeah, that's probably right. Well, now we're not. We were gonna fix the net code, but someone said "fuck," so now we're not gonna. I fixed it. <sighs> Yay! <laughs> we have an overlay. That's not complete shit. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I, I think at the end of the day, I think they just meant. Like watch your watch your tone, right? Like don't talk, like don't be fucking abusive to, towards developers, and that's the way I took it as. I could be completely wrong where they just don't want to hear the word fuck. Do y'all mind if I just like jump out and try to join back in on the okay Discord? All right, do yeah. it up. All right, here come here goes the overlay. Oh, fixed it. Um, cool. Uh, so Mike will be right back. But um, I, I think at the end of the day, it's. I just find it weird with, uh, I just find it weird that, like, the relationship that we as consumers have with game developers tends to be so bizarre now. They're not humans unless it benefits us for what we can rant on social media about, and then we're really mad about how their humanity is being betrayed, but otherwise, fuck them. Yeah, exactly. I I am just so worried about how I'm going to edit this episode. (laughs) No, it's going to be good. Because you've got to get rid of all the F words, I know. No, no, thing. those stay. It's just trying to make sense of everything. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta give a quick shout out to. Uh, uh, oh damn it! Who said it? I already lost it. Someone just said the F word that they're really afraid of is the word "fix." <laughs> Could be right. Shout outs to whoever said that. Yeah, and I mean, look. At the end oh, of the day, Genevius. Yeah. At the end of the day, I think. Oh, let me. Oh, hey, we have a micro. Uh, Michael. There we go. Uh, I'm going to fix that. Uh, but I think at the end of the day, setting boundaries is never a bad thing. And that's all I have to say on that. Uh, but hi, Mike. Welcome back to the show. Everybody's been, like, there have been, uh, there's been everything from uh, conspiracy theories about how something happened to you to uh, people saying you've quit the show and to other people. Well, 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 I don't get paid my 10K a show after Efren left anymore. So, um that is that's true. out of the bag that is true but uh we're happy to have you back on if only to quell the masses because you everybody's been missing you and they all needed a reason to spam the eclipse emote once more so welcome there's back always re- there's always a reason to spam yes it's my favorite emote um okay and so- i still think it's true i still think sf5 players are the best nothing's changed in this month or two yeah and i don't disagree with you uh <laughs> all right so that's that topic. Now that Mike's here, let's dive into other topics, shall we? Uh, what is the next topic we have here? Um, okay. Let's hit up the big stuff. Yeah, let's hit up the big stuff. What do we want to talk about Because we're already first? at seven. Uh, should we talk about SNK World Championship? Let's talk about SNK World Championships. What's going on with championships? Uh, well, SNK announced the first details of their uh, World Championship series. Uh, including the schedule for the first five events. And we're talking about a couple events starting next weekend mm-hmm. in I... Ultimate Fighting Arena and Furiatica uh, in France and Costa Rica, respectively. Act- after that, you also have events at East Coast Throwdown in the U.S., obviously, Canada Cup in Canada, and then the next Autumn Invitational Tournament in China. For each of those events... Uh, except for the Chinese uh, tournament, 
they will qualify one player uh, to the King of Fighters 14 World Finals and one player to the Sam Show World Finals. For the Chinese event, uh, it will be two players going for KOF. Damn, so China, China does not care about Sam Show. Uh, I I don't believe this particular event is running Sam Show. I'm not 100% sure on that. Cool. But so with this, uh, there was also another kind of a little bit of a blow up this past weekend over uh, or not this past weekend, but last week over uh, the Jeju licenses. And now with this comes more issues, right? Um, SNK announced that in order to whoops, I hit the wrong button. Sorry. Uh, SNK announced that in order for players to come and compete, they have to come to Japan under the entertainer visa. And that tends to complicate things. Right. Um, did we have any, like, uh, was there any, like, specific quotes from them about that? Uh, just the the specific wording they used uh, was that uh, for players living outside of Japan, must be holder of a Japan entertainer visa. Ah, here uh, we are. And they did say more information will be added on a later date. Right. So whether that means that SNK will... Uh, supply paperwork for players to say, hey, this is a uh, player who is expected to be in this tournament uh, to support a visa application. We don't know. We would hope so. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah, and I, I did take a look at some of the prerequisites to apply for an entertainer visa, and it is a lot more involved than I even I thought it would be. Um, there are uh, There are two separate entertainer visas one if you are going there on behalf of a company and one if you are going just as yourself right so sponsored players and non-sponsored players are going to have to apply for different types of visas uh and all of them have to include paperwork from either the company you're working for the company you're going to be the entertainer for so for example uh snk is going to have to dish out some serious paperwork for each player that's coming from uh from outside of japan um and, I propose a tax. Um, and I believe with this announcement, they have also said that they were willing to pub, uh, to hand out that paperwork for players that were coming. Am I wrong in saying that, or did I make that up? I, I, I haven't seen it. It would not surprise me, because for a lot of people, that would be vital in order to get the license approved. Yeah. Um, and it also there's also a bunch of stuff, like... Uh, I know to come into the USA with an entertainer visa, you also have to provide like a very like specific t- or like a very like high form of an achievement. Uh, specifically, like you have to be covered in like a published uh, article via newspaper. I think that has since changed since newspapers aren't as big as they were. Um, and I did see something along the lines of that as well in the uh, in the Japanese consulate website uh, where it was like you have to list like accolades and all this other stuff for them to believe that you are an entertainer worthy enough to get in to the uh, Japan to entertain people. And I mean, you know, this obviously has a bigger spotlight on it because uh, this is a one of the first tours that has codified the need for foreign players to get a visa in order to compete. And B, because of the recent drama with, obviously, the Jesu Pro Player licenses, mm-hmm. uh, emphasized by Momochi refusing the prize uh, from Tokyo Game Show a couple weeks back. Um, 
it should be noted that this is not an entirely new concept uh, of foreign players needing specific visas to to enter or compete in new countries. Um, the most memorable was Leffen a few years ago. He came to the U.S. on a uh, just a standard uh, travel visa uh, because he was spo- a sponsored player by a U.S. company uh, doing work on behalf of that sponsor in the U.S. He needed a different kind of visa. He was kicked out. He wasn't able to re-enter the U.S. to compete for over a year. Yeah. So, so this is not completely out of left field. Yeah. Um but and and that is this is a new thing that we're having to deal with now, right? Like esports are getting big to the point where now we do we can't just claim a travel visa to go compete anymore. Now it's serious shit as it were. And visas have been an issue for a long time in various ways. I mean, I know a lot of Latin American players have had problems. We we missed a Latin American player at uh at Capcom mm-hmm. Cup this this past year due to not being able to get a visa in time. So yep. this has been a, uh, a historic esports problem, really. But yeah, this this specifically making it even harder to get money in Japan is, is just another hurdle that no one really enjoys hearing. And yeah. on, that, on that note, we actually had a couple of players uh, from this past weekend, uh, or from this coming weekend, Awaius Honey, one of them, who whose visa to attend Rev Major was declined so he will not be able to go yeah so it's not just a japan problem it's not just a u.s problem it's something that you know as this genre matures as this you know the idea of fighting game esports matures this is something we're going to have to deal with more and more often yeah um i man i would be really curious to get uh sherry genix on here to talk about her uh She's done a lot of efforts to help people with visas in the past, right? Or and it still is probably. Um, where she had like what was it called? Uh, e fight pass. E fight pass. Thank you. Um, so I'd, I'd love to have a conversation with her to see like what we can do about this to make this an easier transition than it make it to make it an easier transition than what it already is. Because it's very difficult. I think that made sense. I I, I get what you're saying. I, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Good. Um, <laughs> Mike, what's your cat? Is that Cheeto? Yeah, it's Cheeto. That's Cheeto. He's hanging out. Uh, does Cheeto have an opinion on pro players needing a, an entertainer visa to get into Japan? Um, so Cheeto's thing in, in games is that he doesn't like loud characters. So, um, if they play M. Bison, he's pissed. But if they don't, he doesn't mind if they get a visa. Okay. So, so the visa... Piccolo would get fucked, yeah. No way. Now, does this count... No problem, X. Now, does this count for noises generated outside the game? Like, are all cell players screwed if they go to a tournament where they do cell yell? hates loud characters. He pauses the screen if they're on there. Well, there you he also go. Hates ceiling fans. Apparently. <laughs> well, there you go. You heard it here first. Uh, I'm sorry, Problem X. I'm sorry, Toy. Uh, you can't get into Japan anymore. Cheeto hath said so. Dang. And there he goes. That, and that's all he had to say. To he, right? I hope it's a he. 
or else yeah. I'm going to sound like an idiot. Um, what else? Do, what else do we want to talk about? Uh, I know we have a new season of Power Rangers that's coming out. You know, that's oh, yes. that's the only thing we ever wanted out of the FGC this year was a new season of Power Rangers, uh, Battle for the Grid. Okay, of the game, yeah. So this game's an interesting game to me. It got a lot of hype before it came out. They had, you know, Yipes was doing stuff for it, Clockwork and Shady K, I think, were working on it. And people were generally excited about this game um, with with a lot of issues hinging on the graphics. And then it came out in a state where it wasn't really ready for competitive play. People were finding some, I don't know if you can call them glitches or exploits or whatever you want to call them, but basically absurdly easy unblockables and ways to make the game not very competitive. But since then, those have been patched out, and the people who have stuck around with it seem to enjoy it. So this is good for that. Yeah, and we're, we're watching the trailer now. Uh, there's a new Megazord and coming soon. Uh, oh, the the White Ranger, Tommy Oliver. Yeah, the Tommy skin, the Tommy skin. That's that's a big you deal. Know, it, that that's sort of like the end of the end era of my interest in Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. Like like me and my brother joke yeah. like event like after three or four seasons that there'll be eventually a go go Power Rangers underwater, and then eventually there was an underwater Power Ranger <laughs> season. Uh, but yeah. So Doggy, Eric Myers, Daishi, they are the new characters uh, for the next three seasons. Or the next three months, I should say. Yeah, and when does that come out? Because I saw uh, Doggy was supposed to come out, or is coming out this month, if it hasn't already. Yep, and then the next two are in October and November, respectively. Yeah, so has season two already started for Power Rangers? When can we expect the Pro Tour announcement? Uh... I, I would any second now. I've got my, uh, I've got my Twitter set up to receive alarms. So the second they announce it, okay. you will know. Chat, keep an eye out. We got a report on the uh, the Power Rangers Pro Tour. Um, but you know that wasn't the only game that had uh, an announcement of a new season. You right? Slash update. You right? What game was that? That also had uh, another announcement. That would be Blaze Blue cross tag battle uh mm-hmm. this past weekend they did have the stream uh showing off the remaining five characters uh to join bb T- or to join bb tank to join blitz tank and the other characters uh that aren't blitz tank gotcha so we're looking at it here uh somebody from chrono phantasma uh who that there's like some girl, her name's like Tiramisu or Neapolitan or something. There's um Oh Cecilia. Cecilia from uh There's, Central yeah, Fiction. Celica. <laughs> oh Celica. I, I told you I'm illiterate. That's the third time. <laughs> this, Celica this from stream. Central Fiction. Um she has oh. a thing, she can heal. There's Elizabeth. Elizabeth, from... Hilda, Susanu, and <clears throat> Y'all better get this name right. The well, egocentric the egocentric police dick Toru Adachi. That is his full name. You will use it every time. Yeah, I mean these are these are characters that are in past games. I particularly liked Blitz Tank and Akatsuki Blitzkampf. Um, some of these characters didn't really get a lot of light on them. I feel like Adachi was part of P4U2, which never really gained the popularity in the U.S. that P4U1 did in part due to, you know, not getting the patch updates they got in Japan. 
So it'll be cool to see him play another game. Oh, dang. Yeah, on the trailer here, we're just looking at the uh, the Eunice character. What's her name? Uh, Helena? Hilda. 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 Isn't it something with an H? Yeah, so if you if you have not had enough characters with giant swords in BB Tag, now you have Hilda. And you also have... Uh, who, who this? What's his name? Uh, Susan. Su- what? Susan O. Oh, okay. Gotcha. There he is. Yeah, Susan New. There's two O's on there. Uh, yeah, so there you go. So now you got the God of Destruction, and then... Uh, oh, there's Blitz Tank. I, I, I wish her name was Susan. I wish it was just Susan. Yeah, but there you go. Now you have all of the characters you could ever want in Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle version 2.0. I wonder, okay, Susan O, if you don't know, was a very strange character in Blaze Blue Central Fiction, where basically every attack would rotate through these, like, glyphs. And then by using moves while you were highlighting a glyph, you would unlock various levels of moves. So it was one of the more complicated characters in the game where you would get higher leveled special moves based on when you did combos in certain facets. So you'd be forced to change your combos around to unlock other moves. And so in a game that is as simplified input-wise as BB Tag, I wonder exactly how they will implement that. Hmm. That, that does sound interesting. Can't wait to see it. Uh, and it comes out on November 21st. I think that's what the trailer just said that we played on stream that I already don't remember that I was looking at. Yeah. Uh, and that's this will be uh, playable at CEO Taku, mm-hmm. uh, the demo. Yep. So if you get your Blitz Tank mirrors in at CEO Taku this weekend on the 27th. Um, yeah. they, al- they also busted out a new, uh, some new mechanics uh, for, for 2.0. Uh, and then Cross Raid is the one that kind of caught my eye. Because that's one where basically uh, whatever you have in your cross gauge, if you hit an auto combo and uh, keep going after it, you can uh, get a free tag or free tag with uh, the powered up switch. So it it, it costs your entire meter. So if you have a full meter, it costs everything. If you have 5%, it costs you 5%. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, man, that's you know what's funny. Uh, Those are usually pretty good. I, did you do you know if by chance it's longer if you have a hundred percent or like a more a, a large, like a stronger version of the move? I I'm not sure. I don't believe so, but I could very yeah. well be wrong on that. Yeah. Um, there's also historically been very strong when you can activate those sorts of things at five percent. I remember Arcade King of Fighters thirteen had a similar feature that was extremely strong. So there's also uh, something that uh, changes incoming game. Uh, you have the option to delay entry. So if your first character gets KO'd, um, you can basically do a delayed uh, wake up, more or less, uh, to try and avoid mix-ups on incoming. Interesting. Have we ever seen anything like that in a tag game before? Like Or like a versus game? So in Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, you could, like, influence the the speed and direction with which you came in. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, you could come in really far forward or you could come in less far forward. And they did that as a way to to stop incomings from being as strong. It actually worked pretty well. Mm -hmm. So um, one of the only things in that game that did work well. So I would, like, 
I would like to see that more commonly in games. Yeah, I think it's an, an extra variable in a game that can yeah. use it. And is uh, I, I admittedly I haven't seen much of BB Tag, and the stuff that I have seen is very fun to watch. Uh, but are incoming mix-ups a big thing in BB Tag as of now? They're not Marvel Three, that's mm. for sure. Um, you know, you have invincibility when you come in. The different characters come in in different ways, so it's a little harder to come up with like a catch-all for every sort of character and what they can come in with. Gotcha. But people do mix up characters when they come in, that's for sure. Yeah. Cool. Well, hey, it's never a bad thing when you get a second season, right? As, as we know from Power Rangers, everybody's excited for that. Um, what else do we have on the on the docket here? Uh, well, well, speaking of uh, being excited oh, for yes. it, uh, Please, we go. did ask the people. Uh, if, if you didn't get a chance to check out the stream, go back and check the Arc System Works U archive because not only did they show the trailer, but they also kind of took an in-depth look into e- all nine of the new characters uh, coming in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at, with that in mind, we did ask as our question of the day, which one of the new characters are you most excited to play? Uh, we kick things off with Silver PR, who is super excited for Neapolitan uh, because her moveset and astral finish are just amazing. True to her character in the Ruby series. Uh, 13,000 Bs, which Damn. might be one of my favorite Twitter names, uh, is super hyped for Elizabeth. She He wants to play with her uh, with Naoto because he be- guarantees there's some sort of disgusting awakening into Mark, into Haman, instant kill setup i almost read that as awakening into mark hamilton instant kill setups <laughs> or mark Harmon. mark i probably prefer that mark <laughs> hamilton mark hamilton all right uh, uh this thunder. next one's cool <laughs> i like uh, this next one. I, that, I, if, if you i just loved watching uh the blitz tank demo on that <laughs> he cannot jump over you you can jump over blitz tank blitz tank cannot jump over you. that picture is so good Oh, man. It'd be funny if he couldn't turn around either. It, it, it's just, oh my goodness, man! This is almost uh, the opposite of when Abigail got announced. Remember where everybody was like, "Oh, you can't cross him up!" Whoa! But now, every, now with Blitz Tank, it's like, "Oh, you can't cross anybody up." Dang! Uh, they took a page from Capcom. What's next? OM, OMG Base Two uh, wants to play Neapolitan and and uh, uh, Susan. I just want to play Susan. I just want to call him Susan. I don't know why. Susan Uo is also a Homeborn's pick. Uh, can't wait to show opponents how they must die. Uh, and then finally, Ryu Dragon just isn't hyped for any of them because he's still waiting for Terry Bogart. Yeah. What, what's the over-under on Terry Bogart getting into BB Tag at this I, point? I still think that the first... Uh, the, the first priority is getting him into them's fighting herds as Terry Bovine. I like Terry Bovine. That's pretty good. good. Yeah. Pretty good. I would take that pretty fast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Who has been in more? Has it been Terry or has it been Shovel Knight? I feel like Shovel Knight's been, or like just cameoed in their own type of games. You know, they, they I, both show up a lot. I, I, does, does the, uh, does the CPS series count if it does then yeah it might be terry yeah i I think terry's got that free yeah man what about having terry and fight a gods who would he be 
that'd just be unfair. Would it? Oh, would it be like he would be? <laughs> Whose god is Terry? Well, <laughs> it would be funny if it was. He was just a skin for Jesus, where instead of Jesus on the cross, it would just be the T for Terry Bogart. That oh, would get banned in at least like two more. Yeah, two more he countries. Would... <laughs> I think it was already banned in Malaysia. Yep, he would have to be some kind of like Earth God and do like the the like Terria or whatever, you know, the Tierra, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man, sorry. You all right there, Steve? Was that too funny? No, <laughs> no, I am not. Uh, but I'll, I'll make it through for the next ten minutes. Yeah. So, speaking of the next ten minutes, I guess we should go into this other topic. Um. So, there's been a lot of crazy shenanigans surrounding Street Fighter League this year and last year. Uh, and finally, after decades of silence, it feels like, uh, Capcom has finally uh, done the what we thought was impossible. And uh, they have responded to some of the stuff that there have been complaints about. They responded to me. Oh, whoa, big man John over here. We're right. <laughs> Uh, who wants I, to I do... not... go ahead? Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I'm trying to find the, uh, the, the quote here. So I have it up in front of me, but yeah. So, um, I, we talked about this a little bit last week, no, where how the, uh, formation process for street fighter league, as far as Japan goes and North America goes are very different. And, uh, that's fine because street fighter league is here to, I think it achieves two things. It's a very esports kind of entity and i think it achieves one you have something for people to watch that's fun and it has been fun especially i mean i've been watching a lot more than north american obviously than japan but it has been fun seeing people form these teams draft get banned uh we talked about samurai getting his reverse ocbs and such it's been a good watch and then it's also there to help give people that are not pros or maybe on the grind on the way up to being pros a spot or, or, or a shot you know in their 15 minutes of fame a shot at the pros maybe a chance for a cinderella story and that's good too so achieves those two things um and both the the japanese version and the north american versions are set up to achieve that and they do it in their own ways but uh the the japanese process for creating the teams, creating even just the draft pool for the six captains to choose from is very different than how the American teams are formed. And it's, it's much more thorough. It's a, it's a much more rigorous process. And the result is that you're going to have teams like with people like Gachikun and Tokido and, you know, like Bonchan and, and Itazan and Nemo and, and Fudo. And it's like some of the absolute best in the world, which we're still fine with. Until you get to Capcom Cup in December, because at Capcom Cup, the uh, the two best teams from each uh, from Japan and the two best teams from North America are going to face off for a prize total of one hundred and thirty five thousand dollars. First place going to walk away with ninety k. I don't remember how it separates out for second, third, and fourth, but it becomes a pretty big deal at that point. And then now, all of a sudden. When they put forward all of the uh, the teams on Japan and all of the teams in North America, you go, this is pretty lopsided. And it's like, it's pretty certain that Japan's, well, they're very much uh, at an advantage here. So people were very upset, including the likes of 801 Strider, uh, who's actively in Street Fighter League right now this season. He's one of the captains. Uh, I think Brian F. Wade in, 
uh, Justin Wong weighed in. Both of those were, were in Street Fighter League last season, saying that there's a little something wrong going on here. And so, uh, kind of, you know, in investigating all this and trying to get to the bottom of it, we actually reached out to Capcom and said, you know, like, hey, what's up with all this? You know, like, uh, uh, what's going on here? And they came back and they essentially said, you know, I don't know if we have the statement or not. Yeah, we have the direct Wait. quote. Here, uh, do yeah. you? Who wants to read it? Because I'm illiterate, apparently. I can't I can see it on our thing, but if you want to read I it, yeah, they got back and, and, and addressed it, and it sounds good. Uh, they said, "Quote for the first year of Street Fighter League, we've evolved the team comp- composition, format, and rules across both territories. Season one of the Japan League is very different than season two. The U.S. League has been a little more consistent from season one to two, but it has also experienced some changes." Uh, they go on to say, it is our intention to refine Street Fighter League over the next few cycles until we achieve the best possible version of the series. In terms of the skill level disparity between the leagues, we are aware of this concern and are considering format changes to put the teams at better parity for the global championship at Capcom Cup. I'm kind of worried about the idea of trying to change things this late in the game. If they can, great. But... Uh, it sounds like you're probably opening up a bunch of cans of worms to, to to close that particular one that we're in right now. But I do like the idea that they're saying, okay, well, next time this is a this is a still in its infancy in a lot of ways, and we're still figuring this out. And and of course they are. You would expect to run into certain problems here and there. And as long as they're saying we're going to do this again and we're going to do it better next time, we're aware of the problem. I think good. It's unfortunate that it happened here, but like it's a new venture. That's kind of stuff's going to happen. So uh, one, it, it's a good solution from Capcom from what we did hear from Capcom. And two, we heard something from Capcom guys. Like that's a really good thing in and of itself too. And, and it's, it's funny. It's a joke at this point, right? It's a meme in the FGC as how quiet Capcom tends to be, but maybe they're turning over a new leaf. Maybe this is a one-off thing. Who knows? But you got to give credit where it's due. And uh, this is an area where Capcom has been dropping the ball a lot lately, and they didn't quite drop the ball as much here. And so, hey, good job. Thank you. Here's what I don't get is why does it have to be thrown at some prize at the end of the competition for for winning the 1v1? Why can't they just pay people with this money who are on the event? Why can't it just be something like that? Why can't they just split this among the players who took their time to show up and entertain everybody else? It clearly, it'd be fine if it was a pot in a fair competition, but even they're acknowledging that it's not. So why even put up the money for that purpose in the first place? Well, I then think again, if, know, they, if they split the money among everyone, then they have to answer why they just gave the money to Art instead of Amezi, and that would be really hard for them. To do. <laughs> so I mean, in the end, good job, Capcom. I don't have an issue of you know Japan versus U.S. Even if the formats are are different, you know. The, Japan, the Japanese show is successful at what it's trying to do. The U.S. League is trying to do a slightly different thing, which is perfectly fine. And having some sort of exhibition between the two, I, I don't have a problem with that. You know, yeah, it's, yeah, it's great. Yeah. The only issue is because the value of that exhibition is so great compared to the value of the regular seasons in both leagues that there's going to be a higher... Uh, 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 more eyes on this and there's going to be more questions about why you know why the teams are constructed so differently and yet in this $90,000 money match they're expected to be on even terms 
So it's also but, what's the point of the money match at that point? Like, what exactly are you comparing? It's like uh, this huge it's rigorous such a, vetted it's process. It's so garbage. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's like, why do we care who wins this at this point? It's, I mean. It'd be amazing, you know, if, if someone that doesn't normally win gets, you know, or, or that hasn't been on the scene comes up and beats Bon Chan, you know, at Street Fighter League. That'd be great. But, like, still, it's, it, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of, things are getting lost. And I think what it was was, okay, how do we make this big finale crescendo? Well, let's just throw a bunch of money at it. And it's this competition. And they kind of lost sight of the details and, for this big overarching thing. The team that gets to the end of the U.S. SFL thing is so. Who plays versus each other? Before I go on a rant incorrectly, who top plays? two, top two teams of three from Japan, and the top okay. two teams of three from North America. Okay, and these are the top two teams of three based on an event where you ban Idom's Laura every fucking round. Mm-hmm. It's so stupid. Like, stop making this about the money when it's clearly a fun event. Like, I feel like they're just throwing this prize at the end to have that number without yes. even thinking about it. Like, it's just, like, it's a like, – SFL has been more fun. And I, like, it, like almost like a guilty pleasure enjoy watching or, and, or maybe, yeah. or maybe why like, can't it just be that? Or maybe, like, do the bigger prizes for the Japanese League, you know, winning the Japanese League, winning the U.S. League. Do they and then like a maybe, the Japanese League? Uh, I forget if that's part yeah, of Yeah, I think they still do bands, yeah. But, like – do, do the bigger prizes there and then have like sort of a smaller, like a $10,000, $15,000 match at Capcom Cup. I think that would make it more of an exhibition of the two leagues versus, you know, making this the big show. And Cheeto mm-hmm. has some hot takes on this one. Yeah, he does. Flaming hot Cheeto takes. He's, uh-huh. really, he's really hungry. Yeah. Um, but so somebody had mentioned something in the chat. Uh, about a new report coming in. I don't know if it's real. I don't know if it's not. I don't really care if it's real, to be completely honest. But I think it's a good point of discussion. Why would... Like, do, can we find a reason other than press or other than just to make the event, quote-unquote, hype uh, for Capcom to throw a hundred grand at this finale? I do think it is about making the event hype. Because, you know, that that's the big point of having, you know a quarter of a million dollars on the line of Capcom Cup or, or 120000 for the winner. You know, it, it's a way to get all of the eyeballs on your product at your event. And this is just another way to do that. So now you have two competitions where you're handing out, you know, two hundred, $300,000 of prizing. Everyone who has any sort of interest in Street Fighter is going to be watching. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Excuse me. Um, oh. is, I'm going to lay so, down after this. <laughs> so what... So with that statement, are they saying that they're going to try to change the format this year? It's what it sounds finals? like. They're, they're probably keeping that door open. Realistically, I don't think they can do that. Because you're also, on the other side of the coin, you're talking about, uh, you know... Uh, Ninety thousand, one hundred and thirty-five thousand dollars here, and if you go, okay, so what, what would the change be? Grab the three top performing players from from the North American Street Fighter League and put them on a team. Well, now you just kick somebody that was, you know, not a top performer but was on the winning team out of a chance to win that much money. It's like you can't right. do that either. So I really don't. I think that they said that again, not really thinking about what they could actually do, but. Uh, the the focus for all that still is that they're 
aware of it and they're willing to change. And yeah. Yeah. Rock in a hard place. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's tough again. Like somehow Capcom managed to like corner itself in this bad situation. Right. Um, Capcom's good at that. Yeah. And I mean, it, it's funny. Cause like, uh, just earlier we were talking about like, Oh, don't be mean to the devs. Uh, yet here we are. Yeah, although, it, like this, it, although I feel like this is they're the, handed out, you know, ninety, a hundred some thousand dollars in prizing, and we're still, you know, you know let, let's not when lose I, track of this fu- this thing. You know, overall, this is still a good thing. The details need to be ironed out, but I think overall, this is still a pos- a net positive. Absolutely, absolutely, and I and I think we should see it as such. And and of course, there are growing pains when you first start. I do want to tell you though, Elon, that when um, when I emailed Capcom, I did say, "Guys, what the fuck?" And they responded. And I still wow. got this response. So wow, that's how I started it too. <laughs> was that the subject? <laughs> the subject in the email was just what the fuck? Oh man, what the fuck? SFL. Oh man. Um, we should also thank uh, uh, Purple Sharpie. She gave out, I believe, five four hundred. <laughs> gift subs yeah. this week. So I have I have the really list. We really have 135,000 gift subs. Yeah, I have the list. Hold up. Here we go. Uh, so the people that are now uh, Best of Five subscri- subscribers, or as I like to call you, besties, uh, we have uh, MNA50, MNA50, Indy, Martin V11, Hot Limit, not Hot Milf like I thought it was, Sea Trigger 101, and Muckmaster, and... I guess Purple Sharpie wasn't done because now she's given another one to Chicken Little eighty eight. So, big Seven. round of applause. So, to... uh, let me let me put the proper amount of respect on that name. Play yes. Skullgirls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So everyone, you're contractually obligated to do two things now, and that is uh, play Skullgirls and uh, click the uh, continue subscriber on the Twitch and watch Ultra Chen and Unless watch Ultra Chen. Wait, Ultra oh, no, Chen is not on there. They're definitely on today. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah, and we are at 7.32, so we are officially overtime, and it is time to say goodbye so that we can then have a party over at Ultra Chen. Uh, but before we go, I'd just like to say, Michael, official welcome back. Um, so this is how we're going to structure the show is we're going to have the recap, and then once the recap is done, uh, we'll try to coordinate with Mike to see when he can join in so that we can then have our opinion segments with Michael and have a grand old time like we did today. Hopefully with less uh, technical difficulties. Uh, but Mike, how are you doing? Is is law school treating you well? About as well as it ever did. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is how we sign off on the show. Uh, <laughs> uh, so that's been John Velociraptor Guerrero. That's been Michael Donka Schiller. That's been Steve Ace King Officer Jurek. Uh, we're going to sign off here today. But thank you all so much for joining us. We'll be back next week for more shenanigans, more crazy stuff. And uh, yeah. Let me see if I can get the intro to actually work this time around, shall we? I did it! (laughs) Goodbye, world!